Okay, we got the recording going. Obviously, guys, thank you so much for joining us back on the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. Uh, like we, we've been doing in the last couple of months, we've been putting on episodes. Obviously, we've been doing some recordings. We haven't had the opportunity to be able to get much out there other than on the YouTube channel. But uh, today is a very special day obviously that we are on instagram live and i'm actually staring at mike on the instagram live page obviously our live chat but uh this is a whole new level of weird for me so i'm not uh social media uh, adept at all so uh yeah you you've gone like leaps and bounds at this point even our recording our audio has gotten way better well, I'm surprised because this is like just kind of my ghetto phone speaker, right? Like it's I don't have anything plugged in or anything like that. So it's uh, oh, did that, you I did should... you seriously just switch over to Yoda? <laughs> I can't. I gotta stop playing with stuff. See, I, I told you. <laughs> So, like in all recordings, we gotta cut that. We gotta cut that. <laughs> so, oh no, wait, it's live. <laughs> oh no, it's live. So we're screwed. Uh, so basically, what the podcast is, and anybody that's been you know catching a few of the clips, and I've done a couple of trailers now, I've been putting on the YouTube channel, is that our job is to bring you the latest, greatest in first responder news and talk about our heroes, which are first responders. We're talking about police. We're talking about fire ambulance, talking about uh, everybody with regards to uh, search and rescue, somebody that we actually don't really talk very much about uh, in the past, but I think it really stands in there today uh, that should be as Coast Guard as well, too. We talk about, obviously, our, our military personnel, but Coast Guard being first yeah. responders. You know what? That's a really good point. I think Hollywood and just, you know, the Americanization of Canadian media, I think a lot of Canadians, myself included, tend to think of the Coast Guard as a branch of the military. But I think a more appropriate mentality to have considering the Coast Guard would be as a first responder. You know, they're primary interdiction source for a lot of marine emergencies as well as i know from talking with members of the cbsa they'll liaise with them as well so it's uh it's good times for, out of the coast guard i a first responder they, i'd say they definitely qualify 100 percent. and this is one of the things that i noticed recently as i was starting to build a website and that and i'm like trying to think about mm -hmm. it i said okay we would definitely want to spotlight like we have in the past We've, uh, we've talked about police, obviously, uh, obviously as first responders, right? We are both active first responders. So it is police, fire, obviously our, our fire rescue friends and colleagues. Uh, ambulance is a big thing, paramedics. Uh, obviously for us in BC, uh, it's BC Ambulance Service, a BCAS or EHS in other provinces. Some places have their regional forces in that. And then search and rescue, who we will talk about a little bit later is going to be a yeah. story that recently came out out of our area on Vancouver Island here out of December uh, in, involving Aerosmith uh, search and rescue and a whole slew of other units that were there and departments. But the Coast Guard thing is, honestly, I was walking through French Creek today, which is a harbor just off of the east coast of Vancouver Island, where we are, just kind of north of Parksville and Nanaimo. And I mm -hmm. remember going by the, what I guess would be in the last five years, the reopened uh, Coast Guard uh, station out of French Creek. And I remember seeing the boats out there and I was just absolutely blown away. I'm like, man, listen, like, 
we never really think about them as being first responders, yeah. as you said. But 100%, like you said, they are the front line of interdiction for any kind yeah. of marine emergency. So you know what? Whether they're calling 911 to e-coms or whether they're calling 911 to a search and rescue unit, it doesn't really change. Or if they're coming over the RF radios, they're there. Yeah. They are going out and they're responding. So in my, my mind, and I'm sure you're probably going to agree with me there, Mike, is that they deserve just as much admiration and respect yeah. from us as anybody else does in the first responder world. So, yeah. you know, on that point, uh, like I said, this is our job is to bring you those, those stories, I those think, really good news. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, you, you raise a valid point. It's one of those ones where I think people don't readily consider them as a first responder because they're not in that kind of, that primary stereotypical three that everybody thinks of. You got your police, you got your fire, you got your ambulance in, in no particular order. And it's, you know, it's, I think particularly for Coast Guard, the more that I'm kind of rolling it over in my brain is the fact that they kind of encompass a little bit of all three in um, maritime element, right? So it, it's really kind of a unique position that I think the Coast Guard is in. And, you know, again, my brain's racing around with Coast Guard ideas in my head now. There was a story <laughs> not too long ago, uh, just south of the island in Victoria, where there was um, police in Victoria had to deal with the theft of one of the harbor taxis. And because Victoria police no longer have a boat, different story. Uh, we can talk about we that. Can, we can talk about that one later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, point being is that they had to look at alternative support agencies to get engaged with apprehending the suspect. So I know that Coast Guard got called out. I don't know if they exactly how the situation itself panned out. I don't have that kind of information just from what was in the news but i know from reading about it that there was multiple support agencies that the police were trying to reach out to to try to get people in the water and chasing pursuing this water taxi that had been stolen so they're playing a pivotal partner in that type of situation and like i said in the end i think the important thing is as part of the podcast is that we're definitely going to spotlight some of the work being done and i'm hoping that maybe we can pull in some more interviews in the future uh as we go forward and bring a couple of people in and as we'd like to do with our colleagues so um uh, absolutely and on that point too um like i said kind of with our intros is that on top of spotlighting all those types of uh, our colleagues' uh, heroism and their acts and all the special things that are being done in the first responder galaxy is also we want to bring up and we have brought up some really the lighter side of the job, right? And that's one of our biggest responsibilities, I find, in this whole podcast. Yeah, and you know what? I think from day one, you know, I wasn't sure where we would be going with this, but it was definitely the kind of incident where... As we progress, the fact that we're not focusing on the the despair and dredge that you, know, you can turn on any news channel, open up any news website, and see all the horrible things that are going on in the world today. I think the fact that you know we take the time to focus on the lighter side, as you know, some of the more positive things, some of the stuff that might have been less commented upon by mainstream media and stuff. It's it's the things that. I personally am a lot more akin to want to hear about. So it makes talking about it and bringing, helping, trying to help bring it to light for other people that much more rewarding, I think. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. 
<laughs> but on that point as well too, the lighter side, I would say one of the biggest things that I'm seeing, uh, especially with the creation of the website and, and a lot of the Facebook, or not Facebook, but Instagram stuff is the donuts. Mm-hmm. Like, and the biggest thing for anybody that's new to the podcast, uh, and especially because this is our premiere episode, which would be the live uh, podcast here, is that we break donut. In- yeah, I actually had an interesting conversation today uh, while I was getting my hair cut with my barber. And uh, his name's PJ, and he does a sweet job. Yeah, what's up, PJ? And, uh, wow, I'm going to have to go see PJ. Yeah, I, I like the nice high tight fade, and he does it perfect. So I- He's not from Canada originally, and I'm probably going to get this wrong. So, PJ, if you see this, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I think he's from Croatia, that neck of the woods. I'm not certain. Uh, A big apology to him if I get that wrong. But uh, he was unfamiliar with the tradition of the, you know, old-time tradition of breaking bread. Yep. This is new uh, to him. I was joking about how, you know, we put a you know, a tongue in cheek law enforcement twist on breaking bread and we break donut. And so once I explained it to him and, you know, realized the fact that it's, Hey, two guys that are involved in law enforcement having a podcast and eating donuts, he was laughing his ass off. He had to stop <laughs> cutting my hair for a minute. And he's like, you guys are awesome. That's hilarious. So <laughs> I, I, we're, we're starting to get some more traction on it. And it's funny because the more and more I bring up the donuts, the more and more people want to hear about it. I've actually got uh, a, a family friend and well it's a, it's a friend I had in high school she's amazing and and basically what she said was after I was throwing a whole bunch of shade on uh, Beachwood Donuts out of St. Catharines Ontario and and you know a, a big hello to Beachwood Donuts if they ever happen to see this or hear about it or anything like that we I actually want to try your donuts what I was trying to do was trying to show a little bit of our visual review of their uh, their pictures from our previous episodes that we recorded but she actually wants to send some donuts out. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, jokingly, I said, I'm like, hey, listen, if you can get those pure later, that'd be awesome. Why don't you go send us out some? And she's like, yeah, yeah I think I can make that happen. We can get it in like 12 hours. I'm like, you can do 12 hours. <laughs> and somebody else said the exact same thing. They said 12 hours to get from, I, I, it must have been like East Coast all the way out to, uh, I, I guess, it'd be Portland or something like that. I'm like, 12 hours from yeah. Toronto to Portland? Dude, we could be eating donuts from all across Canada. Oh man, Does that... it's an occupational hazard, man. So <laughs> this is trouble. Like I'm okay. I, yeah. So getting to that, the very first thing we do is we break donut. This is the tradition. This is what we came up with. The idea was is that we're gonna sit down. And we're actually going to, like Mike was saying, uh, break bread to toast this whole thing. Start it off. So today, what we decided to do, and the theme for today was grocery store donuts. What did you get, Mike? Yes, uh, I did. Well, uh, what is your selection? What is your with, with two feet here? Yeah, go for it, dude. Uh, I went for the mini oh, donut. Oh man, seriously? The 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 powdered mini donut. Uh, I was tempted to just like rub this all over myself and give you the <laughs> like Scarface, you know, mustache there. Nice to start the podcast, but uh, oh man, yeah, so. so I, uh, you went mini. That's how I went with that. I mean, oh, it's everywhere now. So see, the- <laughs> you're like the evidence is there. I'm screwed. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is this is kind of what I was hoping. I was like, I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna pick up like your typical bakery donut, and I'm hoping, just yeah. hoping that Mike goes out and buys one of those containers of the mini cake donuts. That's what it is. There was uh, like 24 mini donuts, so- and uh, yeah, I think they were. 
It was the Fairway special. <laughs> like, where? Sorry, where did you get it from? Like, what? What grocery store? Fairways. So Fairways. Where's where? That's yeah. up at Northtown Center, right? Well, I hope this doesn't uh, drop me out of the thing, but I'm gonna. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. I lost you there, dude. Okay. Good. I sorry. I was trying to <laughs> multitask on my phone, and uh, apparently, I don't know how to do it. So, uh, Saginaw Bakeries here is uh, what it. What was written on the label? So I don't know if these are from Saginaw or if there's a bakery called Saginaw somewhere in BC. So. And that's the only thing I know about Saginaw is that Saginaw, like the hockey team, the Saginaw Spirit. Is that not it from the OHL from back in the days? It's an American team. I'll I'll take your word on it, man. My connection to the OHL is uh... <laughs> it's weak. It's I'm, I'm, call, I'm, I'm calling you out. Okay, so my hey man, we got a WHL out here for a reason. It's the West. <laughs> it's the West. I know. I'm not living in Ontario anymore. All right, so I got my paper bag. Uh, I decided that. Oh, I love even the sound is just going to be awesome for the recording itself. Yeah. All right. So see, see here's here's oh. see here's the deal. This is this argument has been going around my workplace for two weeks. I I, I saw something there. <laughs> two two weeks. This has been going on, and anybody like we've got whatever, and whoever's going to hear this for two weeks, I have been rampaging. And when I say rampaging, it is like a straight up rampage of me going through the office and drilling people on what. Long John is, and it has gotten yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I'm winning, by the way. My boss will tell you that I'm not winning, well, but I'm winning. I ended up getting that eclair because of your Long John debate. So, <laughs> okay, so here we go. I'm gonna take it out. All right, so here, here it is. So here, here's the deal. So right. for the recording, we've got from what I'm learning from the Northwest. So it's all the Northwest of the United States. So we're talking about Washington, uh, a little bit of the top of California, uh, Oregon, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Oregon, uh, some of the Dakotas, those kind of areas. This Dakotas. is the Dakotas. Uh, this is actually called a bar donut. A bar donut. This is a chocolate bar donut. And okay. if it was the light brown, it would be called a maple bar donut. But in some Fair parts, enough. it's actually called a long john. So uh, I think you're wrong. I yeah. think in most cases, anybody that causes a long john, I'm telling you right now, it has no filling in it. So, so it, now here's where my limited understanding of it. I've never heard the term bar donut before. You know what? Here, we just got, let's, let's get that first bite oh, in, man. Oh, God, let's do it. Yep. We're breaking donut. Hey, we got to put it up, dude. Break donut. Oh, you're, oh man, poor manners. Okay, done. <laughs> it's okay, they're small. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be looking like I came out of a Hollywood bathroom by the end of this. There's going to be white powder all over my shirt. It's kind of dry. That, oh Jesus. Classic, classic <laughs> cake donut. All right, so the donut has been broken. Seals off, it's gone. So... Back to the Long John debate. Yep, we're going to hear it. Yep. I've never heard the term bar donut before. That's new to me, too, for the most part. Yeah, so maybe that's a northwest U.S. thing. Yeah. So who knows? However, for me, the definition of Long John is as you presented there. Now, here's where my definition will start to vary. You say no filling for a Long John. No, I'm opposite. I'm opposite. Oh, Long John's need filling? It needs whipped cream. Yep, 100%. Okay, so where I was going to go with this, if there's filling inside of it, like if they 
pipe filling into the actual center of the donut itself, yep. that's an eclair. Right? Okay. Now, I'll on. go with you. I'll go with you. If the top of the donut has a slit in it and there's whipped cream on the top, long john. Okay. So here, I, I will counter your argument or at least your, your stance and say this. I have to, after talking to a lot of people, I would say this is that it's a regional thing. Now, the I guess I grew up really close to the American border, right? Uh, obviously, St. Catharines is pretty close to Buffalo, New York and like, uh, I guess it would be Western New York, you would say. And a lot of mm -hmm. the uh, donuts and everything, there's a lot of, um, I guess they're, they're, they're themed after a lot of the American donuts over the years because there was, used to be so much traffic prior to 9-11 back and forth between those two locations, right? Well, Southern yeah. Ontario and, and New York State. So maybe there's a lot of inspiration for the donuts that I used to eat as a child from the American side. Now, the donuts that I had back in Niagara were... Usually, and I ate a lot of donuts, and I think we've had this conversation before. My parents, my dad used to come home yeah. from shift. He used to drop a giant box of donuts yeah. right there on the table. That was breakfast. <laughs> I, not until yeah. I was married did I figure out that, uh, hey, listen, Mary's like, I did it once. I think I brought donuts home. She's like, uh, what's for breakfast? I'm like, donuts. She's like, that's a dessert. Yeah. Okay, that's new to me, but whatever. So, Where's the cereal? <laughs> exactly. So growing up, the actual donut itself had whipped cream filling. And, it, and when we say piped, okay, like I used to work at a Tim Horton, so I understand the mechanism, mechanism in which they go and fill their donuts. It's probably the exact same thing as most other bakeries. And what they do... Oh, we got a couple new uh, people watching. Wow, four people watching. Are you? Yeah. Are you I, kidding me? That's again. That's three more than I expected anybody would watch, and like one of those might be my mom. Uh, so basically, what they do well, is I, I've recognized a couple of these names, so oh. I'm not going to call anybody out to protect the guilty. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so what they do is they end up taking that that mechanism that's filled with jelly and everything, or whatever it might be, and then stick it into the donut. It goes click click, and it shoves it into the donut. Right. Yeah. So what they do with these particular ones where I grew up is they would take that mechanism and just put that inside the long john and then slowly put it in and inject it with whipped cream. And again, yeah, so in, in a traditional baking, like we're talking old school, we don't have a Tim Hortons machine. That's right. You would put whipped cream into a cloth sack that's, that's right a, a piping bag shape. yep exactly and it is piped into the thing that's right so in in this case this was something there but what i tried to explain to everybody else this week is that the second you cut that thing and you slice it so if your donut is flat so we're talking thankfully i have yep. my example yeah. so if you take that and if you slice it down the side the long ways and then fill it with anything the slice yeah. automatically makes it a clear the, the, slice so is, the slice is what my, does it. So, okay, so my definition of donuts is heavily influenced, and I know I've mentioned this before, from going to, of all places, the Oak Bay Rec Center Cafe in Victoria with my grandfather, and I would often get uh, Long John. And so the way they made them there is a bar donut with the chocolate glaze, and the top of it, where the chocolate glaze was, the yep. top of it, had a slice in it that whipped cream was basically just, you know, on the slice. Yep, no, I, I hear you. So there was no injection or piping, no horizontal slide, no filling, but just kind of 
crack the top open yep. and then put the whipped cream down the crack. But I, I have so to... that was a long gone for me. There you go. So I have to wonder. Uh, oh, we got a couple more people coming on. So I have to wonder if that be the case. So is that a Vancouver Island thing? Because I, you know, I go to the Qualcomm uh, Bakery, which is a, a pretty local bakery to us. Helen, amazing woman, and she runs out with her husband, I believe it is, and her husband's the one that bakes. And they have very similar donut, and that's my little guy, my seven-year-old, goes and eats, and he always says he wants the long john, and I'm, I'm, I'm just cringing. Oh man, I'm just so frustrated because donuts clearly mean a lot to me. Uh, <laughs> sadly, I don't know how sad that is or not, but I'm cringing because they're calling it a long john, but it's a Vancouver Island thing. And when I talked to them, they said it's a Vancouver Island. So when they cut it, but theirs, like you said, was cut down the middle and they had like a Bavarian cream that was put inside theirs, which again, I, I don't know what they're doing there. If you're putting some artistic edge or something unique into it, okay, that's fine. Then call it like yeah, a, a a new thing, like a Bismarck or, or, or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Just as a traditionalist, I'll say this, is that if it's a rectangular donut, it's a bar shape, it's got a single strip of chocolate on it. This thing, this is so much chocolate on top of this thing. Is, is there filling in that thing? Negative. And you know what I oh. want to tell you right now, Mike? This is every time I eat one of these things and it doesn't have cream inside of it, I die a little bit. <laughs> I die a little bit. There is so much so wrong with me, this donut right now. For me, the fact that it doesn't have whipped cream on the top of it, yep. that makes me die a little bit. So, again, it's the professional interest of, of a donut connoisseur that you got to have something in it. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree that there has to be something in it. Thought for the future? Yeah, fire away. Considering where we are, something we got to visit one day that's not a donut, Nanaimo Bar. Oh, yeah, okay. <sighs> just no, just don't talk about it anymore. Back burner for everybody watching, future episode. It, it'll be there. I'll just say that. I'm going to make one point to this. I was on the Beachwood Donuts, uh, and that was the D O U G H, the fancy one that we talked about at one time, Donuts. As you told no. me, it is the <clears throat> classic British spelling of it. On their website, they actually have an animal bar. And I thought, always thought that was hilarious because I'm like, that's the St. Catharines, Ontario. I don't know how far away from Nanaimo you can be but to have yeah. a Nanaimo bar donut I don't know it, it looked okay but I mean it just again it's a fancy donut my, my wife Mary says the exact same thing all the time she goes it's too fancy yeah if I well, want a donut just give me a donut but yeah there's definitely some fantastic useless trivia to learn uh involving the name I'm sure so <laughs> yeah oh we got oh yeah even Darcy was saying Coombs Market had a Nanaimo bar donut last month and, and they always do oh. they do have one there that I have seen that says Nanaimo bar uh Coombs yeah okay we both agree uh, that Coombs make them you gotta get the, you gotta get there early man they sell out of everything so fast I know and, and the beautiful thing is I only live like, 10 minutes away from the place which is a a, a good oh, yeah, a do, good slash you? slash oh good slash bad thing uh yeah, but um, but to get away from those things we talked a little bit about the eclair versus the uh, the long john and i think that is to be a debate for future and i think we need to bring on a few more people to go and do or have a proper ab debate on that absolutely it is far from over but what i think we need to do is uh, i need you to tell me about the one the donut you ate because you know what screw it let's review it the one that you had just right there oh, my uh <clears throat> my fairways uh allegedly saginaw uh, bakery, cocaine smothered, mystery white powder donut. So, um, 
So, so this is a, this is a first as well. We're doing this obviously on Instagram live for the very first time, but oh man, the, the face you just made there tells it everything. Like, so, are, are you suffocating on sugar, like powdered sugar right now? I think the powdered sugar is actually a bit more of a lubricant than the donut itself. <laughs> I think whatever they made the donut out of is actually like hydroscopic. Like it is <laughs> sucking the moisture out of my tonsils. <laughs> if I cough, it's not COVID. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. So you're ha like, let me get this straight. So you're having a cake donut with powdered sugar all over it. <clears throat> <laughs> you're drinking it with beer. Yeah. How many different levels of wrong is going on right now? Well, I'd just like to point out the joy of the man cave right now. Because, and you have uh, your kegerator ready to go. I just filled up my beer and I didn't even get up. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. What are we saying? I I know we always say that you know to give it a one to ten is kind of wrong, you know, and well, we say it's more of you always say that it's a visceral experience. Yeah. So, um, my <laughs> do you need a second? You can take a second. Yeah, my tonsils are still fighting with this thing. So, <laughs> like I said in in one of our earliest episodes, to rate the donut, and I don't feel it it's worthy of a scale sometimes. I, I, I wouldn't want to give it a number rating. And I'm going to stick to what I always say. And I'm going to throw up the thumb. Oh, God. Senior style. Okay. And it's going straight, straight down. So feed these donuts. Don't, you know what? No. Don't feed these donuts <laughs> to the lions. I, I got more respect for the lions than that. That's absolutely so, so, so what you're telling me is I'm trying to get the right image in my head. So we're talking Gladiator. We've got Russell Crowe in the middle of the stadium. He's surrounded by Centaurians. Yeah. Right? So you know the guy with the metal mask? <laughs> yeah. You could oh, yeah. give him these donuts to beat him because he wouldn't be able to get air through the donut and the mask. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. I, I think you're right. Um, it, there's no way I'm going to beat that. So what I'm going to say is this, um, the long John, got, the, the long John, not long John. Now I'm going to have to say is that, uh, it brings back a lot of memories of some horrible donuts, uh, from my past there. This is like, um, I'm going to say it's a step above the Seven Eleven long John. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and only because it sat in a bag all day long and the top is still there. Um, yeah. It is so. I've seen the 7-Eleven ones, and it looks like there's a. Uh, <laughs> it's like the the chocolate on the 7-Eleven ones, where like it sat next to a donut that had chocolate on it. <laughs> yeah, and it just like it's it, not it, actually chocolate. <laughs> it just like rubbed off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, this thing is so sugary, like so sweet, when you take that bite in. But the actual cake, like the the yeast donut itself, is, is pretty good. Now, here I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? They probably make these things. Maybe they do the Tim Hortons thing where they come in frozen, they throw them inside the oven, and then let them sit, and then throw the coating on and everything else. Probably the case. Yeah. So in that respect, well done, Quality Foods. Actually, it'd be Qualicum Foods where I picked it up in uh, Qualicum Beach on Vancouver Island here. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna say this is that I paid 99 cents for it. 99 cents for this donut. Um, I went over to save on a little later in, uh, in the afternoon, did some grocery shopping with my kids and Abigail, my daughter ended up getting one there. And I splurged, I'm like, go ahead, get a Long John or whatever you wanna call it. I actually said Long John on the yeah. thing. And she got it. It was a dollar thirty nine. I'm like, man, save on just absolutely screwing you on yeah. the price. 
Um, is this a 99 cent donut? Yes, it's a 99 cent donut. You gotta, uh, you gotta get a little Macklemore fur coat going on for yeah. your 99 cents. Exactly. I gotta like pop collars. I gotta like, cents. I know <laughs> I, I gotta get some fur going and all the rest of that. So it's a cheap donut. And you know mm-hmm. what? It did the trick for making me like up on sugar, I guess you would say. Um, but like I said, the actual cake donut, pretty good. The chocolate on top, absolutely made my eyes go cross it was so can, sweet can you show me like can you snap off a, a chunk of that that plastic looking chocolate to show me how thick it is you mean the petrol chemical uh chocolate that's on top yeah like like just here show it bit end first to the to the camera here yeah that is a a, a chunk and layer of chocolate there. <laughs> well i mean it, it's not necessarily that thick i just i think the fondant that they put on there like it's it's not like it's oh yeah i gotta eat it though oh yeah Okay. Yeah. Again, I'm seeing seeing through dimensions. I'm seeing through dimensions, to be honest with you. Um, oh, my boss is killing me right now. Nice long john oh, there, my. bud. You're killing me, Nick. It's uh, not a long john, dude. It's not a long john, dude. Dude, look, it's not a long john. This is the fun of doing this, this on, an, uh, on Oregonian bar donut apparently. via Instagram. I'm not going to waste any more time on this ridiculous donut. I'm going to say this. Uh, you go the Caesar scale. I go to the one to ten. Uh, my yep. my five is my level, the OG, that's Tim Hortons, THP, TH, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm going to say this is a, a, a four. I'll say it, it's, a, oh. it, it's, a, it's a four. I, I will give yeah. you that much. Um, I've had a lot worse. The 7-Eleven donut uh, Long John is like a two, a three maybe. Um, and I, whatever the hell you ate, it, literally, I don't even have to taste it. I know it's a one. So Yeah, you know what? If I, if I, had, to, if I had to give them a, a one to ten rating... I would go around the two mark because I would eat these to ward off starvation. That was, yeah, you said that about another one too. I can't remember which one. Oh, you know what it was? It was the Keith Richards donut. It was the little, little donut. donut, There would be more thought. Like I would just eat these and not be happy. I I need copious amounts of moisture nearby or else I would just die of dehydration. (laughs) You're like, the Keith Richards donut, I'd like seriously contemplate starving to death before I ate it. Exactly. Exactly. So the donuts are broken. We've got it down. We did our review. Um, I'm looking forward to some different donuts in the future. Maybe even trying some. We got to do the road trip up to. Uh, I think it's Cumberland. Nick was always telling me about Cumberland. Yep. We got to get up there. Yeah, Cumberland. Okay. Here. Um, Courtney's got a good one. That's right. And um, Campbell River's got a good one. I got a top ten list that I think I sent to you back, um, but. Yeah, we got we to check it out. Make it happen. My biggest thing also is that um, I have to admit something, and it's uh, I'm feeling a little guilty about it a little bit, is that um, I cheated on you, Mike, and I ha- I know you, the, the shock look on your face right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Am I surprised? Um, but I do. I felt really guilty while I was eating it. Tell me more. <laughs> I ended up having a Bigfoot donut. From up, a Bigfoot donut. Yeah, from up in Comox. So, oh, uh, man, I haven't gone up there I, yet. Yo. I know, I know. But here's the deal. Here, Here's what I think the deal breaker is. And it we makes were me... in Comox on Sunday and they were cold. I know. I Googled it. <laughs> so you were going to do it to me anyways. Uh, so I ended up having it. And uh, one of my colleagues ended up bringing it back because she knows I'm doing the podcast. She was excited to hear about it. And she kind of wanted to see it. And she was in the area. She wanted yeah. to see it, what I would think of it. Um, and I ended up having just a regular plain glaze. She knew my, that's my jam when uh, it comes to reviewing donuts. And this thing I don't was, know a, if I love her or hate her. It's like, well, this, thanks this, for the support, but I hate you for not bringing me one. 
<laughs> well, that's probably my fault. You're pretty close in town. I could have just dropped it off if we had two. And uh, what basically happened was I ended up having it. It was a day old and it was in a plastic Ziploc bag. It lost oh. some juices. Uh, there was some definite runoff. Um, I wasn't quite sure what the actual stuff at the bottom of the bag was, but I definitely didn't want it touching my donut anymore. Oh, um, no. But that sets it up for a failure. I don't, you know what? I appreciate you telling me this, but I, I think we still owe it to Bigfoot to revisit it. Absolutely. Because this, yeah, because this one was absolutely brutal. It was a brutal donut. And I'll tell you, man, it was like it, the, the, the actual, the cake, the actual like yeast donut was just weak, had no flavor. Um, hey, sin underscore Pell. We got some good hellos coming. I think that's. Oh yeah! Oh, that's uh, beyond the badge. That's uh, beyond the blue. Sorry, in uh, in Ontario oh, there. So good fundraiser. Thank you very much for doing what you're doing there in Ontario. I've got yep. my green applets coming. Uh, I did order them. Uh, it's a good mental health uh, awareness campaign that's coming out. Not to get sidetracked, but I did get my RCMP GRC ones coming. So I will be wearing those hopefully. Um, cool. But uh, the donut was just brutal. It was just, it was so weak that the, the glaze was bad. Like, yeah, it sat in a bag for an entire day and it got to me. But yeah, it just, I, I felt a little disappointed. You got fired there, bud? You smell smoke? No, I got, um, ah, next time, next time. <laughs> I'm yeah. into sidetrack, man. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, we definitely got to get to the Bigfoot thing again. But uh, I just feel bad. Like, Nick, why is your podcast like four hours long? <laughs> it's, we just we just go off. Yeah, Toronto Beyond the Blue. There we go. Thank you so much again. Um, huge support. I'm going to actually put a link up on the website as well, too, for nice. our local chapter as well, too, in Vancouver. Uh, there's one there as well as in Toronto. I think there's several in the region around Toronto as well, too, with Peel and, and Durham and, and everywhere. Um, but moving on the donut. Yeah, I cheated on you. I'm sorry, dude, but, uh, we'll definitely give him another chance. Uh, moving on. We're actually going to talk a little bit about what we like to talk about is recognizing some of the heroic acts and, and bravery and just good Absolutely. stuff going on in first responder work right now. And one of the things that we, we always talk about police, cause it's kind of what we do right in law enforcement, um, any of those types of first responder stuff when it comes to law enforcement, but you know, not very often in the media, do we hear anything about really good work being done, uh, with regards to search and rescue. And these are our mm -hmm. partners that we call upon to be able to go out and assist us with any high risk. Uh, if it's missing persons, if it's a rescue and actually a physical rescue from the wilderness, any environmental situation that we as first responders with regards to law enforcement can't handle, or if it's outside yeah. the realm of fire rescue. And one of these incidents that took place back in December, and I'm sorry that we're only talking about it now, but because of COVID, we haven't had an opportunity to really get into some recordings as well as obviously a new addition to the team on your side yeah. there, Mike. Um, but it basically took place on the 12th of December, and it took place at Little Qualcomm Falls, I believe it was. That's not very far from here. Uh, what happened was an, an individual ended up in the pool and if anybody saw the video of this rescue, you could probably know what I'm talking about. And Mike, I think you've seen the video, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I sent you the link from the CTV News article to make sure we were talking about uh, the same incident, I had watched the video just before that. And to say it was some rapid water uh, is an understatement for sure. The, the search and rescue guys, uh, above and beyond there, like that was some, some sketchy sketchy circumstance that they dropped himself into and and thankfully saved that guy so it was um 
Definitely something I think a lot of us out here on, particularly in the West Coast, where I think stereotypically our mindset and as well as tourism allure has a lot of that natural beauty, get out in the, you know, the the real world, go see the wilderness, go see nature, that kind of thing. And it's it's one of those things where you hear those horror stories of people being unprepared or, and I don't know what caused this guy to end up in the water, but it's one of those things where, you know, I ha- you, you hear about these people that end up stuck at hiking or take, you know, go out too late in the day and, oh, it's dusk and now it's cold and all they got on is a thin windbreaker because it's, oh, it's a beautiful, balmy Victoria, Vancouver Island day. It's the winter out here is so mild. Well, you know, it's also a really humid, wet, cold. And when the temperature hits zero, you're you know, pray for that prairie cold where it just freezes your exposed flesh. Whereas out here you're, you know, freezing your lungs from the inside out. So that's right. I think it It was extremely perilous, perilous situation when you see this individual. So if you watch the video online, you could actually see that the incident takes place when there's an individual, it's kind of like in a pool area at the very top of a very uh, precarious, I would say this and, and shocking waterfall where it, it happens right at the mouth. So uh, what happened was is that there were several uh, units that were actually there. So there was Aerosmith SARS, that's Aerosmith Search and Rescue. And now that's a civilian uh, organization that goes out there and volunteers their time, and as well as highly trained individuals going out there that conduct these types of operations. We had Alberni Valley Rescue Squad, which is also a very similar unit. We had firefighters from Coombs and Dashwood Fire Departments. Now you're talking about a whole bunch of people. And my understanding from reading several articles, as well as listening to a couple of the podcasts with uh, Nick Rivers, is that there was approximately 30 people. So 30 first responders that showed up for this actual incident and ended up seeing and taking part in the rescue itself. Now, a big part of this, is, as you'll see on the website, uh, our website, which is www.theunreasonablegroundspodcast.com, is that a section that we have in there is for heroes. And one of those people that are there is that we've chosen to spotlight Nick Rivers for going into the water and being lowered down and actually being able to rescue this individual from the water before and literally within the grasp of being sucked down into that waterfall. Like, it... it Perilous is is not even like it's an understatement to say what actually transpired there. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I I mean, at the risk of sounding terribly cliche, I think this is the search and rescue version of of a you know a soldier running through machine gun fire to save a wounded comrade. Like uh, this guy absolutely did you know the most selfless thing that could be done in that situation and put himself at risk and. You know, thankfully, the teams of first responders there were able to coordinate and make a happy outcome of that, right? Like, I think that story was an absolute hair width away from being that statistical, oh, some guy died while out hiking story that we never would have heard about in the news. And so a big thanks to all of the first responders that made that successful rescue happen. 
Exactly. And, and it's really huge. Is that Obviously, uh, Nick Rivers, who is actually the leader of Aerosmith Search and Rescue, he is taking a lot of the uh, the thanks in this. But I think what he's really done is he's really uh, showcased his entire unit, everybody that showed up. And that's what we want to do. It, yep. It's not necessarily to say that, you know, uh, the whole event would have gone one way or another if Nick wasn't there. In that opportunity, you saw a large amount of people that were working together for the singular goal, which was to save a life. And in this case, uh-huh. you have somebody that's been lowered down into the water. He's fast water, swift water trained. He's also, you have those people that are trained and do this training every single month on their own time to come out and work on roping skills. They're lowering this person down. It was like 26 meters. They had to lower him down from the cliff top up ahead or up above and then drop him down right into the fast, you know, current. It's just, it's incredible. It, it boggled my mind when I saw the rescue itself. So obviously we've spotlighted him on the website. We want to say thank you very much to everybody that was there. Everybody that was a part of those search and rescue units, as well as the first responders that maybe not have been noted that were at the scene. So thank you so much, everybody that took part in that. You have done your job. You have served your communities extremely well. We just want to say our own appreciation for what you do. For that fact, you're one of our heroes on the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. So to to wrap this whole thing up, because I think we're coming up to about 48 minutes, Uh, I just want to say this, and I'll do a little plug on the website. So I just want to say this is thank you so much, everybody that has come online, who has actually went to the website. Um, When I started up the website and we started up the podcast, you and I, Mike, what I anticipated, and I think we both anticipated was that two people were going to watch this and listen to these, which would be your wife, Ashley, and my wife, Maris. And they probably talk to each other and text each other and go, do you hear these two numbskulls talk to one another about donuts for half an hour? <laughs> yeah. My, Maris literally sits there while I'm doing editing. I've got these on. I'm sitting there doing my editing thing. And I just giggle to myself. So this whole thing is about just making us laugh for the most part. But now it's reached so many other people because of the reach of... Oh, sorry. A couple more people joining us there. Um <laughs> But I'm just absolutely amazed. So we've got like, I think it was like, because I can see the analytics on the website and we have 149 or 150 people. Go ahead. Quick shout out to our our newest viewer there that's just hopped on. If he's still on, he's not anymore. He's gone already, I think, by the looks of it. But uh, yeah, uh, there's a guy that would be good to have uh, on the video. He's amazed by the graph or two for us. So fantastic. So not on the donuts there, buddy. No. So I, what I basically wanted to say is, is that I'm absolutely amazed by the gra- the reach that we've had on the website. I put it out on the face, the Instagram page earlier today, and I was just saying thank you very much for everybody that came on that has viewed the website. Now, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about the issues with the episodes and the recording. Now, as I've done the post-production stuff on the episodes, I'm playing with a couple different platforms in which to actually get the episodes out there. Now, right now, I think the argument will be whether or not we try to get onto Apple Podcast or Spotify, and then on top of that, trying to feel out what's going on because of resources. Now, podcasting is not cheap. We have to be able to play our odds. Uh, I think the best thing right now is probably going to go to YouTube. We'll try to get a whole bunch of our episodes posted on there. So please check out that. Yeah. And you can check that out. Just Google the Unreasonable Grounds podcast on YouTube. You can hit subscribe and you can get all of the episodes coming to you, hopefully in the near future. If not, you can go and check out a lot of the content that we have there. So on top of that, also check out the website. Take a look at some of the stuff that's coming out, the updates and whatever. We'll actually try to do more of these. I think, Mike, you'll be in agreement that this worked out quite well. 
Oh, absolutely. This has turned out far better than I was ever expecting because, like you said, I was like, all right, my wife's going to watch it. Your wife's going to watch it. I don't know if my wife will watch them all. <laughs> but, you Probably know, not. like, it's, <laughs> and it's one of those things where I'm like, I think I said to you the very first time we did the very first one of these, at, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but my mind still sits in that we're doing this because we enjoy to do this. The fact that we can bring something to other people that can enjoy by consuming, by listening, by watching, uh, just makes it that much more cool. So it's it's absolutely something that uh, I believe the the getting the word out there or or I- interacting with additional people I think is a an excellent fringe benefit, and it's a, I think it's a testament to the fact that. You know, you especially are working hard to get this done and uh, t- turning it into what it is and the fact that clearly we're both enjoying doing what we're doing. So I, I hope this keeps up and uh, I hope, you know, the people that are here come back and uh, and more people enjoy it. So. Yeah. Yeah, so just keep keep watching the website, keep dropping by. I'm going to do my very best. Obviously, when I'm working, I can't get the opportunity to go on that web that laptop every single night to change the website. I'd love to if I could, but uh, you're yeah. probably going to see some more upgrade, updates over the next two days when I'm going to be off and then I'm back at work for a bit. But please do check it out. Go ahead and tell your friends about it. The biggest thing is, is that our goal is to be able to bring out the good news in police work as well as give first responders a place to be able to just listen to something that isn't like you were saying mike earlier the the humdrum the low stuff all the negative stuff that's out there these days in the media as well as especially with regards to the stressors that put uh that the job puts on us so what we want to do is give you a good spot that you can come and just listen to something and just laugh if that be the case or be interested in some of the interviews that we'll come up with well yeah and again if just one person catches even a part of one of our episodes and it makes them proud to be a first responder mission succeeded yep 100 percent. i totally agree with you there mike so what we're going to do guys thank you very much for coming out we are going to conclude this and say again be safe out there have each other's backs take care of each other do what you can to reach out to those in need if that be the case if you're around those individuals you think are seeing a change in their mental state Please reach out to each other. Have each other's sixes. Have a good night, guys. I got to get a cool exit. (laughs) We're out. (laughs)